Anthony, Anthony, and Rich Russo in the format with the first single. The format was from Arizona, and that song actually was played on local radio in Phoenix as a local unsigned band. Got them exposure, and then they uh, got a record deal. They have since split up, and uh, but they have some big fans right here in the studio with me. Please welcome to your radio, Steel Train. We have Jack, we have Dan, we have John from Steel Train hanging out. Honored to have you guys up here. Hi, Rich. Thank you. What's up, hey, guys? <laughs> Honored to be here. Rare, rarely do we... I hope this doesn't offend anyone. Rarely do we go into radio stations that we actually listen to. So this is so cool to be here because we listen, and and not because we don't like things, but just because this is where we live. We're home. You know? Oh, this is the best radio station in New York and City, obviously. Ipso facto, the best station. but It's the best station as well. So no, it's great. And uh, you have a new album out called Steel Train. It's self-titled. It's self-titled, yes. which... What's the word? Epin, epa, eponymous. Eponymous? Ep- 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 no, it's Epcot Center is the word it's I'm looking Epcot for. Center, yeah. yes, uh, it's Epcot Center, yes. It's Epcot. It's the China room of Epcot Center, <laughs> and uh, no, it's called Steel Train. It's funny because I was Joe. I was thinking when we first uh, when we first played something, I'm like, you know, these guys are like three albums in. We got why are we going back to the self title? But Pearl Jam did the same thing too, eight or nine albums in when they were freed from their record deal. It's, it's, is that kind of what you guys were thinking on that? that we didn't. Br- <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't do it Say specifically because yes. we got out of our deal. But that plays a huge part in it because without sounding cheesy, the record is a giant return to where we come from. Sort of both like within the ethic of why we play music, the actual sound of the music that we play. It's just us going back to, you know, sort of being 15 in New Jersey, getting back to why we started and uh, just a sound that in a weird way, sometimes you run away from the things you started out, you know, doing. And uh, now we're just at a point where we, you know, we kind of feel like we have a torch to carry and not everyone has that sort of privilege. Like we came from a sound and so we just want to really go with it. And uh, that's why the cover is my childhood room with all the show posters. And it, w- it wasn't even like we discussed it. Like what would people think if it was self-titled? It was just like we had the idea for the cover and that's just a self-titled picture right there. You're not going to put any print on it. You know, it's just a, it's just a shot. No, it's a, it's a great cover. So, is that that's your sister in it? That's my sister. And that's uh, like I said, it's my childhood room. And it's kind of like um, it really looks like that, too. It's, it, yeah. We didn't we didn't change it to for the shooter. Yeah, that, that's not like a set. So on one hand, someone should probably call the people who run hoarders and have me. Yeah. Well, you know. guys have to check out my place. Uh, maybe we can do like a double episode. Yeah, my real, it's, mine would be a six-part miniseries if they ever got to my house. No, it's a, it's a great album. Actually, uh, I like the fact that it's kind of returned to where you guys felt you had gone and you guys had got kind of twisted along the way, probably to no choice of your own, obviously. Well, it's, I mean, it's you know, when you do things when you're 15 years old, I think when you... You know, or 20 or 21, you you automatically think that that was a joke. But, you know, when we started, you know, amazing scene in New Jersey, bands that later burst, the Gaslight Anthem, My Chemical Romance. We just played, of course. Yeah, and, and, you know, we grew up with, you know, seeing the same two, three hundred kids in Teaneck, Legion Hall, Wayne Firehouse every weekend for these amazing shows. And we didn't know at the time that it wasn't like that everywhere. We thought it was normal. But turns out it was a real moment in history. You know, much like D.C. in the 80s or, you know, Omaha, I guess, in like 2000 or something like that. And... We're so lucky to have been a part of it. Why would we not just just sort of promote it? It's who we are, and it's the only thing that's not trite coming from us because it actually is who we are. Well, you guys lived it. That's amazing. We're here with Steel Train on uh, anything. Anything? You guys are gonna do some songs as you guys all tuned up here. So, get... uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I guess we'll do the first song off the new record, Bullet. Backseat of your car The road was shorter than it looked Like ten years and two more 
And I held the girl closer than was safe Take what you want from me I'm not afraid to turn around To see you by my side And I felt pretty when they turned out the light I didn't know just what was going on When all my guts were telling me to run I stuck around when I should have been there with you After all that we lost I swear I'll never let go And you and I both are nothing but thieves We take what we want when we need had a chance for a better life And all that I've known is to Run, run, run from a devil in disguise Like a bullet, a bullet, a bullet into the night We're the last generation of hope And I wouldn't mind if Together we died alone Twenty-one when I lost control I took my hands off the wheel Wheel it spun on its own I lost so much of what I loved Take what you want from me I'm not afraid to turn around To see you by my side And I felt pretty when they turned out The light I didn't know Just what was going on When all my guts were telling me to run I stuck around when I should have been there with you After all that we lost I swear I'll never let go And you and I both are nothing but thieves We take what we want when we need Had a chance for a better life devil in disguise like a bullet a bullet a bullet into the night we're the last generation of hope and i wouldn't mind if together we died alone Had a chance for a better life And all that I've known is to Run, run, run from a devil in disguise Like a bullet, a bullet, a bullet into the night We're the last generation of hope And I wouldn't mind if Together we died alone And as long as you're here then Together I can die alone. Can you do anything on Rich Russo? Steel Train, live in studio. Bullet, fantastic job, guys. Thanks, Rich. Very, very cool. Thanks. So, uh, how'd you write that song? What's the... Yeah, there's actually that. a story there because oh, usually, usually, usually the story is I was in my studio and I. <laughs> it's got. I think it's coherent. Yeah, no, relatively. no, it's a real story. Uh, the story is we we, you know, we we were in the process of getting off of our record label when we made this record and, you know, not to, not to go crazy into the story, but long story short is we were in the studio, um, paying for it ourselves before we were out of contract. Thus, legally, an, our entire record 
or what we were doing in the moment was owned by our label and there was like a 99% chance it was never going to be released which is a huge spirit of this record and why it sounds the way it sounds it sounds very 70s I mean Billy Joel went through that Springsteen went through that. Yeah. all these bands went through that it's almost like full circle it really is it, it was terrifying and when, when you go through something almost just like a real tragedy in, in a way you just you just put up a wall and you put yourself in a bubble because you can't think of the consequences because they're too big and I think in some way you, you do your best work because you have to stop caring about all the what ifs and so we're in that situation we make the entire record we finish the record we get off our label it's it's triumphant it's crazy and we, we all listen to the record and we're like you know this record is everything we want it to be but you know it's like it's like like a feeling like maybe there's one more song you know and Definitely. and we're so close with the people we work with we don't we don't have like some kind of like fat cat manager with like a cigar you know he's like a nebbishy guy like us who's even more nervous than we could be and same for everyone we work with and you know everyone was just like you know try it out like see 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 if you have any ideas and i guess hearing the whole record almost made space for that one song because it was all there and it was like okay well maybe there's one more song that that sort of is just all of these elements and in a really weird way not to sound cheesy and i know john you agree and i hope you too daniel but um uh, the record makes so much less sense without bullet and so the addition of the song just to us made it make so much more sense and was really like icing on the cake and one of the or One of the glue. best parts of uh, like glue. yeah, it felt like glue. More like glue than icing. More like glue than icing. More like glue than icing. <laughs> but the, but I would say the best part about getting off your label and doing things yourself is you, we didn't record the record and then release it and that was that and you know go on tour and do press. There was a whole process and and this record the way it sounds now is eight months of us figuring out exactly how we want it to sound before we put it out. And that's special. And this bullet was the icing on the cake. It was the final moment of okay, now we're done. Now let's. You know, it's amazing that the add-on song or the, ends up being the first song on the album. Yeah, you know, very few times has that happened in you know music history. I mean, Springsteen, I guess, well, Blinded by the Light, Springsteen on his first song of his first album was the last song he had written. But very rarely, usually, when they have to write and you know write a last song, it ends up in the middle of the album. It's amazing that it was the actual kickoff, and it's an amazing song. Well, I think it's the first and, and last to me that have always been the biggest for us because the first sets the tone of the record. You know, if you know this record, the first one was Touch Me Bad, and that was like us trying just sounding just garagier in general and. Ode to the New Jersey Turnpike. Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band, living on the edge of the world, most likely, of course, from the electric Nebraska <laughs> sessions. That song became open all night on the Nebraska album uh, when Bruce decided not to go electric for that landmark album. Both versions, of course, that great. And about the New Jersey Turnpike. And it's quite possible that when Bruce was making that late night drive on the New Jersey Turnpike to see his baby, he saw the Turnpike Ghost. And Turnpike <laughs> no. Ghost is one of the tracks off the new Stale Train album. And, uh, Jack, Dan, and John are still trying to hear with me. So tell me about Turnpike Ghost. Uh, you know, I, I think driving alone in your car is probably one experience that everyone can really, you know, just relate to how intense it is, you know, especially at night, you know, going up the Turnpike. And it's just, I don't know, there's a real vibe there. And um, <laughs> the, song is, uh, the song is really, you know, about horrible things happening in your life and, and trying to move on. And not, you know, become frozen in the time period. And I wrote the song, or I had the idea for the song, Driving Home Alone on the Turnpike. And I don't know what I was listening to, but you get a lot of ideas there. You get inspired, you listen to music, and you turn it off, you start singing yourself alone. And and it, it was just, um, it's a really hopeful song, even though it sounds, you know, really intense and possibly a little angry. It's, it's about not accepting, you know, the, the tagline is you don't have to live like that. 
And I think I was probably saying that to myself in my head. I think I was probably freaking out about something ridiculous. And I was like, you don't have to live like that. (laughs) It's funny. As we were listening to that Springsteen outtake of uh, something that ended up on Nebraska, you guys were like, obviously, you guys are big Bruce fans and into Nebraska album. Well, Nebraska is a huge, it's a huge record to listen to on tour. I think that record, I would hope that that he in some way meant for that record to be listened to on a long drive at night. Whenever someone puts it in, they're like, that guy's in a mood. Yeah. And it's usually... Because everyone's sleeping. It's it's Nebraska. It's any later Nick Cave record. It's pretty much any Tom Waits record. It's like someone's in a mood if they put that on. Yes, you know? that's a... You have to have special... Like, if my if I get, like, a call from... You know, this is before texting. I'm a little older than you guys. Like, if a friend called me up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting here... Listening to Nebraska, like we send yeah, ten you know. people. You're on we, your way over there. We send ten people out. over. Yeah. Like well, Rich, you, you if I call you at two o'clock in the morning and I'm listening to Mazzy Star, it means I'm about to kill myself, and you should call someone. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what Nebraska is. If somebody's listening to Nebraska late at night by themselves, you have to go to their house immediately. I would I would file Nebraska under one of those records that's so good and so intense that I actually don't listen to it often because of that. It's sort of like that deep realm of music that I rarely go to because it's my favorite. I'm going to give you guys, because you guys are so cool, I'm going to give you the original tape that has five or six other songs wow. that didn't make the cut. We'll gladly accept so, that. So this will be on the tour. You, you know, you'll hear more stuff. And uh, you know, Nebraska ended up being like a progressively forward album for Bruce, even though people thought it was a throwaway at first, and even the label kind of just did it just to make them happy. It ended up being this very influential, progressive, you know, forward-thinking album. And you guys, you know... With this new album, did something that was very, very progressive and forward thinking that's never, ever been done in the history of music. Is that most bands wait till an album becomes a classic album successful before they have people record every single song off of it. You guys did this before the album came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, well, Tell we, us about that. <laughs> well, it, 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 the truth is, it came from a really humble place, which was we were, we thought to ourselves, well, first of all, you know, Everyone does the remix album because, you know, today you want to give more content, which is great. It's great that because records don't sell, people will give you more. It's kind of a fun side effect. Um, but we wanted to put a spin on it. Everyone does the remix record, so we thought, how can we do this? This is the idea I've had for a long time. We, you know, I told the label when we were on the label, oh, it laughed in my face, please, you know? Of course. It's ridiculous. You know, our manager should have laughed in our face, but he was, you know, as delusional as us. He was like, all right, let's try it, you know? Um, and so the, the, real, the real meat and potatoes of the idea is... <laughs> is uh, how let's let our audience if it's possible and it turned out to be possible hear our music recorded and heard through the same years of the people that inspired the songwriting in the first place these aren't just artists that we like you know i i listened to the con by tegan and sarah when i was writing this record i listened to you know Angel who's in the Dirty Projectors. I, I listened to Nellie McKay. I listened and to the Go Go's. Yeah, seriously. No, seriously. I I, I love the Go Go's. No, Charlotte you know? Caffey's on it. It's yeah, amazing the, stuff. You know, these are you know these. It's not like a. It wasn't like, like oh, let's see who's into it. There was a really fine list of some people we knew, some people we didn't, and there was very few people on the list that didn't accept it, and it's really like inspiring for us. Honestly, the first time that I've been able to hear our music without any sort of yeah, self-loathing I, side I effects. think that was huge for us, too, because we're so critical. Like We, we definitely don't hide that we try really hard with our music, I think, and so we listen to it over and over and over again and get really critical on it. So it was just great to hear it done by other people and kind of giving us a fresh perspective it was such an amazing on the month when we, song. each new week we got each week we got a new track and one was better than the next and it was such an amazing month no it's, for a, it's us amazing stuff and you know Tegan and Sarah 
my favorites. I mean, I play more Tegan and Sour than any. Yeah, I play more Tegan and Sour than stations in Canada. I mean, nobody plays more Tegan and Sour in the world than I play, and I uh, love them. And they actually did a cool version of Turnpike Go. So why don't we just play that? I would love to hear that. That's awesome. Oh, here we go. We're yeah, play it, it has the T- word Turnpike, so we're still tied into the Turnpike theme. That's what we do we're here. So Tegan and Sarah, Tegan and Sarah, covering their song Turnpike Ghost. On and we have uh, Jack, Dan, and John here from Steel Train. They've been with us hanging out the whole night. You, and you guys have been on a label and then decided to venture out on your own, as we talked about a couple times here. And we do a lot of stuff here with unsigned bands. And uh, since you guys lived, explain the label process to some of the bands that are listening to this show and how it really actually doesn't work out and like, some of your experiences. You know, most bands think getting signed, and I'm sure you guys did when you guys got signed to drive through a while back, think it's the be-all, end-all, then obviously realize it's not. Give us a little... Well, I mean, you know, there's definitely some bands. I'm sure if you asked, uh, you know, Katy Perry her experience, she'd be like, "Well, I s- got signed, and She's then sued by the now Beach I'm Boys, rich." <laughs> and you know, uh, Beach House probably also at this point. But um, uh, we, you know, we, we were really young. We, we had no idea. So you know, in, on one hand, God knows if we ever would have gotten our feet off the ground. You know, if, if someone you know didn't sign us. So I'm really grateful in, in that respect. But the truth is, the more we toured and the more we wrote and recorded, we just realized that. The only way for a band like us to survive was to just was to tour and to you know just sort of slug it out and play as many shows and connect with as many people as possible. Like the old days, like yeah, the way a band used to build, where they used to play out, go see them a lot, build a big following, and then yeah, I mean, you saw us recently in New York. I mean, you we know, sold out. Yeah, this, but it wasn't a group of people that were you know hanging out. Like I, I recognize so many faces. No, people from, were there. Yeah. People were there to see. You, and as soon as the you know they were drinking and chatting, and as soon as you guys hit the stage. It just became focused on you guys. And there was no distractions. It was just, we're locked in. This is our band. We're in a small venue. We're seeing these guys. Yeah, I mean, whether that's sold out in New York or 100 Kids in Duluth, it's like, you know, you want to be a band that's about your band, whether you're selling out stadiums or, or, or coffee houses. But, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's only about touring and writing great songs. And we got to a point with our label where we, we said, you know, it's just about fear. You know, you have to have a record label. That what does that mean? You know, our record is distributed, you know, through through major. By the way, it's selling very well. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the sound scan numbers. Considering it's put out by you guys, it's selling great. It's selling very very well, yeah, which is I amazing. Mean, we were on we were on Letterman two weeks ago. I think most people think that to do things like that, you have to be, right. you know, assigned to some label that's in like some high rise building, and, and it's like we just, you know, we were lucky enough to pick up the tips along the way and not get bitter because you know it's not easy you tour for a long time and don't say you're not bitter because you're going to ruin my next segue <laughs> what i set up for you guys knowing that we were going to talk about hating record labels and that i was going to play two songs back to back uh, you know one by the sex pistols about <laughs> hating their label well, you know we don't we don't oh, hate yeah. labels we we just we just it's not for us we're yeah we're, we're just fiercely aware of what we are you, okay you well Anyway, before you guys take me so far off tangent that these songs won't make sense, Uh I am now going to play two songs back-to-back by artists who were very disenchanted with their labels and wrote songs about those Would labels. you like us to say something nasty to no, lead no, you no, in? No, 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 no. I don't want you guys to do that. <laughs> I don't want you to go out of character. No, you guys are very respectful. And, you know. So the first one we're going to play is the Sex Pistols with the world-famous song called EMI on Rich Russo and Graham Parker and the rumor Mercury Poising another song about his uh, label woes there Rich can I interrupt and yes John what's going on well you kind of told me that we're supposed to play a song and I'm putting you on the spot right now so 
Well, we gonna, play a song. Wait, you're going to put me on the spot by you guys playing a song? I put you on the spot. We're here by with Steel Train, by the way, who are putting me on the spot by playing their own song. You're okay. Rude. You know what that was right <laughs> there? That was rude. That was, that was Teaneck, New Jersey coming out yeah, in the studio. I did. That was Queen Anne Road, the rough streets <laughs> I don't know of if Queen you guys Anne can Road. Tell at home, but I was very rude to Rich. But he's a very nice person, so I don't know why I was rude you. To could you could be hitting Rich you right now, and they wouldn't know. Like, you could have lunged across the table and there would be no It's theater vicious. of the mind here. Okay, well, since you guys... <laughs> well, we what do, what do you want, Rich? What song? You, we want to play a song that... Well, this is a song that Rich has played, which is why we want to play it for Rich here. And it's... I think I know what song it is. It's my favorite song by you guys. Take it away, boys. in the ground, million miles in the sky, a fire burns, a fire burns, a fire burns, and it is mine, and I did what I did, what we did to survive, five whole years of my life, I spent mourning you and why, girl you're still alive, you're too dead to keep inside, you take the years, you keep it all, I finally think I might be alright. Just let it all go Cause nothing can change And if something is lost Then there's something to frame I just sing what I have And I got this girl Now you're crushed by the world Count the freckles on her face One, two, three hundred times a day And I'll sing a new song Something I'd never hear It's better love that I found Bigger love that you fear so deep inside me, hot in this frozen cave Her fire burns, her fire burns, fire burns And it is brave No, no Oh, oh, oh No, no, no When I was 18, everything was alive then the planes hit the towers, then she died, then he died, a part of me disappeared, six feet in the ground, million miles in the sky, a fire burns, a fire burns, oh I just let it all go, and I won't fear change, and if something is lost, then there's something to frame, I just sing what I have, in the heavens above, in a song in the sky, a fire burns, a fire burns, a fire burns, and it's for you. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. no. Live in studio, I feel weird. Amazing. Thanks for playing that song. You played Thank that song, you for playing you played that song. like two years ago. It was really cool. Was really no, I've been nice playing that for a while, actually. That's it's one of my favorite songs by you guys. One of my favorite songs in general over the last uh, 10, 12 years. See, what a compliment See, from you, a guy who hears Thank a lot you. of music. I was so excited when I heard you play that song. 
Was really no, upsetting. sister called you immediately. My sister called me. She was driving. My sister I called me. She was driving. I just my voice. What do I do? I sound Italian? No, sound no, no, Jewish? no. It's not your voice. It's the kind of story you would tell in that oh. voice. And I'm thinking, John, is he? Play- <laughs> I don't think she was driving on the. Tur- I think she was. No, she might have been on the turnpike on the way home. We we're going to break the record for saying the word turnpike in a two-hour period. Yes. But um, sure she was so excited, and she called me, and thus we got excited. Well, it's great. Well, Thank it's... you. So we're going to get you guys even further excited. We've got a clip. A couple weeks ago. Uh-oh. A couple weeks ago, Girl in a Coma were up here. We know them. You know them very well. They uh, <laughs> toured with you guys. And we've talked about, we actually played uh, Bullet that night, and we uh, talked about you guys a little bit and the tour. And what I, I have this clip of them talking about you, which it's going to be quite interesting for you guys to hear. So Greg's going to play that right now, and then we'll talk about this clip. It's very exciting stuff. We are steel train. Steel train. Mm-hmm. How was it touring mm-hmm. with those guys? They're 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 cute, nice boys. And they keep saying that they're cute. <laughs> yeah, well, Fonnie and I are the lesbians of, of the group, and, and they're hitting on them more than I. We keep talking am. about how cute they are. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're I'm doing. They're really nice guys. Tables are turning lately. Uh-oh, because this could be good. So Steel Train could be... Uh... They're the ones they're that doing... turn them around, yeah. huh? Wow. Gross. Blame it on Steel Train. So this could be like, let me on that Steel Train. Is that what you said, Fine? Yeah, let me on that train. <laughs> I, I well, mean, that just so, happened. Very flattering. So, <laughs> very so uh, do we, what's going on backstage on this tour here? Well, uh, well... I think I think it's because I think I'll tell you what I think. All right, <laughs> because um, um, because we're sort of ex- you're, you're blushing by the way. Yeah, I know. I think he's blushing. This is my color, Rich. All right, was at the shore. Um, because we're sort of um, not men in the traditional sense of the word. I mean, men. come on, <laughs> that's a little. No, harsh. no, no, no. I mean, I mean, come on. Look at us. You can't see us out there, but I'll give. All right, I'll give you a picture. Right, I'm looking at Daniel right now. He's first of all beautiful. All right. Second of all, he's got his hair slicked back. It's perfect. He's got a tattoo of his mother and his grandparents. Let's just show Rich really quick. That's I'm sorry true. for the visuals. That's his grandparents and the family 50s member tattoos. All right. That's very nice. He just he just looks. That's very nice. I, I don't want to use the word unintimidating. He's groomed. He's groomed. I mean, but it's it, all of us. I mean, you know, you know, John. You're handsome, boy. I out. think okay. I try and maintain. You some look like roughness. a cat. A beautiful Paul Gasol, isn't that... A beautiful Paul Gasol, that's, that's, I don't even know that's what I've Look, gotten. if you'll bear with me, I'm getting somewhere Rick with this. Moranis, yeah, where, are we, where are we going with I this? I apparently look at Rick Moranis. I think what I'm, what I'm getting there with this is I think that maybe, we're, maybe let's just chalk it up to how unintimidating we physically are. Because you think they can take you in a fight? No, I was no. talking. About, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I don't. You know, I don't. You're just not threatened by this. So what do you feel, Rich? You're comfortable you to speak like that. How about like that? that? You saw the show. I just thought. I just thought you guys were great guys, and they just love touring with you. And that's exactly two it. of them were <laughs> contemplating switching over because switching you guys, to the other team, as us. they referenced. Mm-hmm. They did reference that. That so that's did not, I thought that that you did guys not happen. Actually, they're just you actually nice. wooed them so much with your coolness that should, they should were, we be flattered? Or you should be flattered. Yes, that's that's big points. That's like a hundred points. It's like a hundred. Yeah, at a, at what, what kind of scale? Well, a hundred. That's ten points. Yeah, well, you okay. convert that. Yeah, it's oh. a big deal. Or there's just no threat of attempted banging. That's what they're trying to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that that that's how I'm 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 reading it is that we're so not threatening that they feel they could say that because if someone was threatened, if someone was sexually threatened by any of us, like just like by our our vibe, like you know, then I feel like they wouldn't put anything out there. But you know, I just feel like we all we're all like flowers, and you know, that someone could just knock over or whatever. Perfect. That's yeah. uh, Girl the Coma has a new cover album out called Avengers in Coverland, which is awesome. <laughs> this, this is a perfect song, Femme Fatale.
be anything, anything. I'm Rich Russo. And happy birthday yesterday to Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden, one of the truly, truly great voices. Happy birthday, of, Bruce. <laughs> that was uh, Number of the Beast, one of the great, great metal songs of all time. And you know, Steel is also a metal. Metal. <laughs> And we have Jack Dan. And That's John. really insightful, I'm, Rich. That's I'm, really. I'm trying, guys. I'm really trying. Observation. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Steel Trade. We're having a blast all night. We get a little loopy now. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, maybe play a cover song or something. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? You want a cover? You want a cover? Oh, let's do a cover. He just said he wants a cover. He just said he wants a cover. Well, what do, what do we want to? Type of cover, perhaps. Well, I mean, you did play Tegan Sarah covering us. We could theoretically return the favor. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's, you, that's option. Tegan and Sarah. You know, we love. We could do one for each of them. Since I played one for Tegan, you do one for Sarah. How's that? Well, I was going to play a Tegan song. Oh, then we did one for Sarah, <laughs> and now you do one for Tegan. How's okay, that? nobody'll yeah. know the difference. Yeah, let's <laughs> just rewind and do that. <laughs> um, okay. So what you, song we have? Uh, this is the last song off the con called "Call It Off." Has to be really quickly. The only time this song has ever come out of that Iron Maiden song in the history of music or radio. This is anything, anything. It's free for him. Take it away, boys. Saying this, this thing that I'm saying Is it better than keeping my mouth shut? That goes without saying Call, break it off Call, break my own heart Maybe I would have been something you'd be good at Maybe you would have been something I'd be good at But now, we'll never know And I won't be sad, but in case I'll go there every day Gonna make myself feel bad, there's a chance I'll start To wonder if this was a thing to do won't be out long but I still think better if you take your time coming over here I think that's for the best and call break off call break my own heart maybe I would have been something you'd be good at Maybe you would have been something I'd be good at But now, we'll never know And I won't be sad, but in case I'll go there every day Gonna make myself feel bad, there's a chance I'll start To wonder if this was a thing to do Yeah, I'll start to wonder if this was a thing to do train covering Tegan and Sarah. Someone awesome. right now is driving down the turnpike. <laughs> yep. Just heard Iron Maiden to that is, is running the gamut of human emotions. We're, we're making... just crash into the Vince yeah. Lombardi rest stop. <laughs> ah, I need barbecue immediately. Have you been to the barbecue place at the Vince Lombardi rest stop? Like there's a barbecue place? It's legit. Like a real like pit barbecue Yeah, like they have like... No, like, if it's real. It's, it's le- a barbecue It is place, legit. Though. If they dropped it in the middle of wherever Texas, people would 
praise it because so, it's in the Vince Lombardi rest stop. They think it's not legit. It's more. It's like proof. next to like the Dunkin' Donuts. Like I mean, literally. Like you make a left at the Popeyes, then you go around the bathrooms, you know, by the sunglass stand, and there it is. It's just a barbecue. We can have dinner there one day. They claim that brisket. Some guy threw a piece of meat on Jack's plate. He goes, "That's brisket," and we look at each other. We go, "Oh, like dude, like Jewish, like that's actually not." We, brisket. we, we know brisket. <laughs> that is not brisket. But but I, I recommend it. Well, when you're driving on the turnpike, stop at the uh, Vince Lombardi barbecue joint. <laughs> Which we have no affiliation with, I'd like yeah, to point out. Are, Are we actually recommending it? I don't. Can you do a barbecue not, jingle for those guys? Quickly, I mean, can John, you work you got, one you got, up? You got bells if over you there. like English muffins, we could do one of those. Well, do you got a jingle ready to go here? I don't know, Rich. I don't know if this is going to... I mean, you yeah. can hit, hit a bell. Yeah, try it. You know, if this translates, I'll be very surprised. Come to the Vince Lombardi rest stop for barbecue. Barbecue. <laughs> okay, enough that of works. that. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, oh my God. Let's go from barbecue to vinyl. You guys have a vinyl, you know, vinyl package. How to tell people how they can buy that? The amazing super yeah. deluxe vinyl well, package. The best part about being not on a label is all the th- ideas that they laugh in your face about. You get to spend your own money on. <laughs> um, but you know, we we really went to town with that. I love vinyl. I buy all I do on tour is buy vinyl. It's probably why I go on tour. And nothing is more special to me than when bands just go to town and it's different packaging, it's different artwork. It's you know only five hundred. This color, that color, you, you probably oh, agree. I, I live um, yes. So, so we we just you know you make vinyl for collectors, and that's what we did. You know, it comes with all these incredible like photo sheets, and there's you know the first pressing is 500 in blue, 500 in red splatter, and there's different artwork, and it's just a whole thing. And you can get it on our website, um, and it's it's really exciting to see. What's the kid- website? Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're trying sorry, to sell for you guys. Just, What's the website? It's, it's, it's steeltrain.net. Push it. It's steeltrain.net. Steeltrain.net to buy the vinyl. Yeah, and everything. Train. I mean, there's also a um, there's also like a photo book. If if you go there, the the female companion record, all those exciting non-record label concepts are right there in your face. No, to it's check fantastic out. package you guys have done there. And uh, you know, I made my own vinyl album last year. Did a bunch of unsigned bands. Really. That's I'm going to really give you guys cool. one as you guys leave. Yeah. I'm going to give you one. One of 500 copies. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Actually, we sold 462 copies of it, which wasn't bad. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time we sell a vinyl, I am thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's the coolest I'm thing. I'm surprised people... and thrilled. I want to hug everyone at a show that I see who buys it. I was going to buy it at your show. No, I'm I don't want to carry it around the Bowery Ball in that place. You know, I don't want to put it down and get people were spilling beer everywhere. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's a mess. No, so we did our whole vinyl album. I'll get you. you know, I'll get you guys a copy on the way out. And maybe if one of these performances sound good enough, maybe we'll throw it on next year's. We could do it of the stuff we do up in this show. And uh, Steel Trains here. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It was great. It's great. A, you guys like covers, and actually, when you guys were uh, sound checking before, you know they were rifling through fifty million songs. Uh, you guys were uh, doing a Billy Joel song. We were playing scenes from Italian Restaurant. Yes, you were. We were, co- playing, you we were, were playing the Gaslight Anthem for a second there. Yes, you guys have been mixing up, but you did play a Billy Joel song. Yes, which triggered me thinking about this because you know Ronnie Spector. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes, of course, one of the greatest female voices and sex kittens of all time. Her birthday is uh, coming up on Tuesday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ronnie. So uh, she actually did an unbelievable uh, version of Say Goodbye to Hollywood by Billy oh, Joel. Oh, really? And her backing band was the E Street Band. It was the first time wow. the E Street Band ever appeared on record. And you have this. Pers- We're going to play it right We're now. For you. Wow. Here it is. Ronnie Spector and the E Street Band.
say goodbye to Hollywood. Ronnie Spector and the East Street Band covering Billy Joel, as we talked about. And now time to say goodbye to New York and Steel Train here. Thank you guys for coming up. It was a blast. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, hey, Thanks for having us, Rich. You guys, are, you guys are great. What a party. It was a big party, you guys. Party. Were, it was fantastic having you guys. Thank, of course, to Greg and Pumpkin. And Craig was even up here trying to sell apps and Dave Giordano <laughs> taking pictures. Everybody had a great time tonight. And uh, follow me on Twitter at DJ Rich Russo because maybe at some point in the next couple of days you might get some information about something you might be into.